Snowflakes on my window pane. It's that time of year again. Santa's loaded up his sleigh for all the children on Christmas Day. Hang the lights, let's go caroling. Christmas is here again. Okay, so what's your favorite Christmas film? Um, it might be Elf, and if it is, I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't stand that film, really. Um, I, I have to say, It's a Wonderful Life. That, that's got to be, for me, the top one that I just, it sort of doesn't feel like Christmas if I don't see that. Now, I'm John Fuller, along with Lisa Anderson, who hosts The Boundless Show, and uh, that's our radio and podcast, and there's a website as well for young adults. Uh, Diane Angolia from our guest relations department is here. She and her team greet people who come in the doors here at Focus on the Family. And Lisa, let me start with you. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie and tell us why? (laughs) John, I'm kind of grinchy about Christmas movies. There are a lot that I don't like. Um, Even though as a child, there were a number that I watched all the time and and feel very nostalgic about. But um, I will say, here's one that I'm hoping that I'll like. I've only seen it once, but I want to watch it again. And that's Christmas in Connecticut. Have you ever seen that? No. Is that a Hallmark movie? No, it's like old school, but it's about here's why I like it because it's about this single girl and it's very like it's got to be from the 50s or 60s mm-hmm. or something and it's kind of, you know, Doris Dayish elements and Catherine Hepburn elements and whatever. So it's just kind of a fun story about this girl who fakes knowing how to cook and she's like a columnist, you know, that has to do this story on doing a whole uh, holiday meal and stuff. Anyway, I want to I want to watch it again and give it a good chance. But at the risk of being overly spiritual and Jesus juking this whole conversation, a new favorite is the nativity story. When I watched that for the first time a few years ago, I was like, I'm going to watch this every year and Mm -hmm. make this a new tradition. It is very well done. It is straight up the biblical story of Jesus' birth, but it is just, it's just cool. And it's just, it's great. So I'm into it. You know, I have several that I like to watch at Christmas time. Of course, it's a wonderful life. But I also like White Christmas. The, oh yeah, the Bing, I love That's music. The yeah. Bing Crosby, and I do like Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, that one too is also the musical, and it just brings about that Christmas season. That it's just about your family and bringing them together. But I really do like. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> I, I only don't like it because of the music. That's okay. my only thing. I just oh, that's got some classic music. I know it's like all this '60s jazz. It I'm does. not into it. It's oh. too weird. But you know, I think why I like it is probably like the nativity, where it's a clear gospel message and there's no messing around with it and you know looking back at some of the things that we've already seen through the hallmark season um they keep talking about a christmas miracle and a christmas miracle to them is i found love my my house didn't sell my business was saved and i think that i mean those are all lovely things but we need to remember that the true miracle is not what we get but what we already got through Jesus Christ as our Savior, his coming, his um, coming to save us. And that's the true Christmas miracle. And I think we get confused in all of these movies about what is the story. And I think that's why I like a Charlie Brown Christmas. Well, I appreciate that. And when Linus starts that little um, presentation of the gospel, I think it's really powerful. Well, we have now a film for you, actually a film without video. It's a very popular Adventures in Odyssey drama, audio drama. It's called It's a Pokenberry Christmas, and it's based on the very popular Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) 
turn off the radio for a minute, will you, Eugene? Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Whitaker. Uh, is something wrong? Well, I got a letter from Mary Barkley this morning. Things aren't going very well in Pokenberry Falls. Oh, that's too bad. What exactly is the problem? Well, George is terribly discouraged. Hmm. He's had a hard time pastoring the church there. Attendance is low. And he's having constant battles with one of the elders, a very wealthy leader in town named Barry Lionel. Hmm. According to Mary, George feels so bad that he's thinking of giving up his work there. Oh, my, that sounds terribly serious. Is there anything we can do? Well, I was thinking that it might help him to see an old friend from Odyssey. Ah, but, but Christmas is only two days away. What, what about your family? Well, Jason and I weren't supposed to rendezvous with Jano's until the day after Christmas. What about you? Oh, I made no particular plans this Christmas. Mr. Shanks decided to take his entire family to London for the holiday. Huh. Uh, Mr. Whitaker, uh, do you think it would be advantageous for George Barkley to see two old friends from Odyssey? <laughs> I think so, Eugene. If you don't have any plans, I'd love to have you join me. I'll pack immediately. the scare baby, my big sister, Donna Barkley. I'm not scared, and I'll go a lot further than you did. You're just getting a big head because you got that big college scholarship and they're having a big party for you later. Big deal. Jealous? Yeah, right. <clears throat> We're here at the Pokenberry Falls Winter Olympics, and Jimmy Barkley has just set the world's record, in Pokenberry Falls at least, for sledding down Potter's Hill and halfway across the ice of Violet Lake to... Where's my marker? Oh, the big oak tree of no fixed name. And the question on everybody's lips, can Donna Barkley beat Jimmy's record? No sweat. Be careful. Watch, Stuart. Donna's going to sled down the hill. I want to build a snowman. Here I go. Yes, but can she beat Jimmy's record while being pelted with snowballs? Yeah, come on. Jimmy, that's not fair. She beats Jimmy's record and, and she's broken through the ice. Ladies and gentlemen, she's broken through the ice. Donna! Donna! I'm all right. It's not deep. I just got my sleeves wet. Well, be careful. Don't catch a cold. Help me up, Jimmy. Help you up? <sighs> Let's see about that snowman, okay, Stuart? Okay. Mommy, why won't Daddy come play in the snow with us? Because he has to talk to Mr. Lionel about things at the church. In that big car? Yes, in the big car. It's called a limousine. Why does he have such a big car? Because Mr. Lionel has a lot of money and can afford to have a big car. We don't have a lot of money. No, Stuart. We don't. Okay, now it's my turn. Go ahead! While I wrap some rocks up in snowballs. Bonzo! <laughs> yeah, what's this? You need more money for music? It's not like we have a choir or anything. Well, I need sheet music for the specials we occasionally do. Specials you and your family occasionally do. Well, we sing because we can't get anyone else to. Uh, music livens up the service. It helps the worship. Yeah, well, you're not paid to be a canary, George. No, sir, I'm not. What's this item here? The Christmas Banquet. You know, every Christmas we have a banquet for the homeless and the unemployed, the, uh -huh. the people who can't afford to feed themselves a nice Christmas meal. That's a lot of money, son. But it's worth it, we think. Not only does it give them a hot meal, but I think it feeds them a little hope, too. I'll be honest with you, George. I haven't been terribly happy with your work here as a pastor. 
You come up with programs like this that don't come close to paying for themselves, and what happens? You come back to me crying for more money. I'm not crying, Mr. Lyon. Well, you're begging. That's a whole lot worse. All I'm asking for is another month's worth Have of... you put any real pressure on the congregation to increase their ties? Times are bad. A lot of those people are out of work. Well, that's not my problem. But it has to be somebody's problem. Otherwise, what good is the church? Ah, an excellent question. I just don't understand you, Mr. Lionel. You have no family, no children. You can't begin to spend all the money you've got. So I suppose I should give it to a lot of miserable failures, like the church, to spend it for me. You're our head elder. If we can't turn to you, then who can we turn to? <laughs> Another excellent question. And that leads to my real purpose for this meeting. I have come to the conclusion that this church is not necessary to this town. If people want to go to church, they can drive over to Rupert. That town has plenty of them, and they are thriving, George. Do you understand the concept of a thriving church? I'm doing the best I can, but we're a small congregation. You know that. There's only so much I can do to draw people in. Well, it's not good enough, George. Frankly, I am tired of keeping the church financially afloat. I've better things to do with my money. And the land. What? You have better things to do with the land the church is sitting on. It'd make a nice addition to your resort's golf course, wouldn't it? What are you implying? I'm saying that you have a lot to gain if you close down the church. You own everything else around here. Why not that, too? I may as well own it, too, for all the money I keep pumping into the thing. Forgive me, but I thought you gave as a matter of duty, tithing back to God part of what he's given to you. I don't mind tithing to God, but I'm getting fed up with supporting the rest of the lazy rabble around here who won't pull their weight. And I don't think you're helping things at all. No, wait a minute. Or Hold on, Mr. Lionel. You can say whatever you want against me. I mean, why I ever came to this town, I still don't know. But when you talk about the people, the congregation like they're nothing but rabble, well, just because they don't have money like you do or drive around in a big limo or run a resort, that doesn't mean they're lazy or don't pull their weight. Well... In the time I've been here, I've seen people who work hard just to survive. They give what they can to the church, not from their surplus like you, but from their hearts. So just remember that this rabble you're talking about are your fellow Christians who are good and decent and caring, but that's not good enough for you, is it? To you, a warped, frustrated, rich old man, they're sheep. But in my book, they're men and women of God, loved by him and willing to do their best for him with what little they have, which makes them richer than you'll ever be. Sentimental hogwash. I'm not interested in your book or your dramatic speeches. I'm talking about the church. I know exactly what you're talking about, Mr. Lionel. Now, if you'll excuse me, my family is waiting for me. I'm not bailing you out this month, Barkley. And if you can't pay the bills, then you'll have to close the church down. You understand? You'll have to close the church. George, over here. Come help us build a snowman. Come on, Daddy. I'm sorry, everybody, but I think I'll walk over to the church for a minute and see Alice. Oh, Dad. George, do you have to now? Yeah, I, uh, I think I better. Well, we'll meet you at home later. Oh, and don't forget to bring home a wreath. Alice? Alice, are you here? Oh, hi, I'm Pastor. What is going on here? 
I, di I didn't expect you back today. I thought you were sledding with your family. Well, I was until Mr. Lionel showed up. Forget about that. What are you doing? It looks like a tornado went through this place. Were we robbed? No. Actually, I, I did this. I, I lost something. What? The deposit slip for the $800 I thought I put in the bank last week. I don't understand. I thought I deposited the money, but the bank statement came and it wasn't on there. So I called them, and they have no record of the deposit at all. They've checked everywhere. So I've been looking for the deposit slip. No, this isn't possible. I'm sorry, Pastor. I, th I think I deposited the money, I think. I mean, where else would it be? But I can't find that slip. I'll help you look for it. Maybe it's... Maybe, maybe it's my bookkeeping. I never said I was a good treasurer for the church. They voted me into the position when I was out of town, remember? I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. All right, all right. Let's, let's think about this. We'll go over everything you've done since you took the money to the bank. Okay, okay. So you stopped to buy some gum, and then you went to the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was a lollipop instead of... I don't care about what you bought, Ellis. We've got to find the money. Don't you understand? Yeah. We can't pay our bills this month. Are you sure you didn't hide it somewhere? Maybe in a secret place. I've gone over the whole entire town, Pastor. Even in places that have been locked ever since I lost my pilot's license. Hangar 4 at the airport. Listen to me, Ellis. You have to think. Think! I can't think anymore, Pastor. I cannot think. It hurts. Don't you realize what this means? No Christmas bonus. No, it means going to Rupert for church. It means no more local worship, no community outreach, no personal contact, and a long tradition of Christian fellowship And Pokenberry Falls has gone completely. No. No one of us is going to Rupert. Uh. Well, it's not going to be me. I am really sorry that we have to interrupt the drama right here, but this is John Fuller. You're listening to Christmas Stories from Focus on the Family, and we've been hearing a Pokenberry Christmas. It's kind of a parallel story created by our Adventures in Odyssey team based on the film It's a Wonderful Life, and I hope you've enjoyed it so far. We're in the Advent season, of course, and just a couple of weeks ago, we heard from Ashrita Chuchu, who said her theme for the first week of Advent is hope. And uh, Lisa, if I can turn to you now, how do you think hope and gratitude are connected? Yeah, John, I've actually been thinking a lot about hope now as we finish out 2020, because at Boundless, we're very fond of uh, fun memes and viral videos. And of course, the ones about uh, 2020 being a dumpster fire or yes. random outhouses floating down the river seem to be too appropriate. So I think, you know, wow, you know, here we've navigated a pandemic. We just came out of a pretty contentious election season. And for me, the hope is the fact that the big picture is settled. And whatever 2021 holds, um, you know, we are literally, for those of us in Christ, eternally secure. God is not uh, up in heaven wringing his hands, wondering, what am I going to do with January? And what, you know, or what am, what am I going to do with Lisa and with her next year? Because she's a little bit off kilter. Um, he has settled it. And the fact that he is completely sovereign, but he's also completely good, reminds me that everything I have in him is a gift. And of course, Christmas, we talk a lot about gifts, but the fact that this gift is one that I did not earn, it was entirely given to me unmerited, and I can look ahead at my future knowing that God has crafted it 
um, with details that I don't even know about yet, but it's all good and it's all under his control. Yeah, yeah. so don't sweat the small stuff, if you will. George Barkley was uh, certainly worried about church attendance being low. There are bigger things, and we're coming off of, as you said, Lisa, a lot, just a lot of uh, people stressed out, a lot of chaos, a lot of animosity and anxiousness, but God's got it. And I, I think this is the time for us to reset, to look to Jesus as the Savior and to reflect his love to those around us and to be people of hope. I think it's going to be easier and easier for us to bring that hope to the world because the world's not finding it anywhere. Well, as a reminder that um, you can find hope in the little things and the big things, we have an Advent calendar to help prepare your heart Uh, in your family's heart this season. We have details about that Advent calendar in the episode notes. Let's go ahead now, though, and return to the adventures in Odyssey drama, It's a Pokenberry Christmas. Hello, darling. Hey, Dad. So, what do you think? God bless you. God bless you, everyone. Wrong movie. Did you bring the wreath? Wreath? The wreath to hang in the window. Oh, uh... I forgot it, sorry. Is it snowing? Yeah, it just started. Where's your coat? What, is this some kind of interrogation? I must have left my coat at the office, along with the wreath and everything else we hold so dear. What's the matter? Nothing. Oh, nothing. Another red-letter day for the Barclays, that's all. Jimmy, do you have to play that thing now? I'm practicing for tonight. It's my debut. You don't want me to embarrass myself in front of everybody, do you? <laughs> Why change now? Ho, ho, ho. Everybody? What everybody? The combination Christmas and scholarship celebration for Donna. I thought we were doing that at the church. We're doing it here? I don't want everybody coming here. The church is too cold since you started that utility savings program. Relax, George. Do you think it would be appropriate to give a speech tonight? How should I know? Ask your mother. Whoa. Why don't you tell us what's wrong? What's wrong? I'd like somebody to tell me what's right. What are we doing here anyway? We gave up a nice situation in Odyssey to come to this... this... Crummy, drafty old town. You forgot measly, Dad. Crummy, drafty, measly old town. George. Where's Stuart? Why isn't he down here to witness his father's nervous breakdown? He's up in bed. In bed? Little Tommy Welsh was trying to teach him to ride his bike, and one of the pedals broke. The pedal broke in the bike I just bought him? It's not like it was new, George. Anyway, he fell off and hurt his ankle. The doctor said he'll be fine. The doctor? You took him to the doctor? And why was Tommy teaching him to ride a bike anyway? Because you didn't have time this afternoon, remember? You promised you'd show him the basics and then left for the church. I better go up and talk to him. Good idea. Spread the joy. So what happened to you, little man? I fell off my bike. I hurt my ankle. See? Now lie still. I can see your ankle without you getting up. Ah! What's this? The pedal broke. You brought the pedal to bed with you? Fix it. Give it here. I'll see what I can do. Give it some oil. Just leave it with me, Stuart. Now, do you know what I want you to do? What? I want you to take it easy. Stay off your ankles so it won't swell up. I want to ride my bike. I know. But if you'll rest, then maybe you'll fall asleep and dream about it. Then you'll have a whole room full of bikes motorcycles and souped-up cars, maybe even a mobile home. Will I? In your dreams. Now, lie back and rest. Yes, Daddy. (laughs) 
Isn't somebody gonna answer that? <sighs> Never mind, I'll get it. Hello? Who? Mrs. Welsh? Oh yeah, Stuart's fine. No thanks to your son, though. I think you heard me. What kind of mother are you anyway, letting your son try to teach my son how to ride a bike? George. What, is he an expert? George. Didn't he realize that the roads are icy out there? George, what are you doing? Give me that phone. Okay, so maybe I can't afford a new bike for Stuart, but that doesn't mean that I... Hello? Hello? She hung up the phone. Well, can you blame her? What's gotten into you? Nothing's gotten into me. Dad, you know, I took a psychology course this past year, and well, I'd say you were suffering from... I know what I'm suffering from. I'm fed up, do you understand? I'm, I'm sick and tired of all the... Jimmy, will you quit playing that ridiculous tune? You play it over and over again. Now, stop it. Stop it. Oh, Daddy. George, do I have to give you a timeout and send you to your room? <sighs> I'm sorry, Mary. Everybody... You just have no idea. Where are you going? Wait! What was that all about? I don't know, but I think your father needs our prayers. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, we're here at the Twin Peaks Motel. So you have no idea where he went, huh? He's been gone how long? I see. Well, he can't exactly hide in a town this size. Uh, Eugene and I will take a stroll, and maybe we'll just bump into it. Okay, Mary. Now, now, don't worry. I'll call you back in an hour. Okay, bye-bye. That sounds ominous. Well, George left the house a couple of hours ago and hasn't been heard from since. Well, are things that bad? Apparently. It seems the church treasurer misplaced $800. How? Yeah. And now the church can't pay its bills, and they'll probably have to close down. Oh, that's terrible. No doubt Mr. Barkley feels responsible. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <sighs> Mr. Whitaker, do you think he's in a frame of mind to uh, do something drastic? Well, I honestly don't know. Look, I suggest we split up and have a look around the town. An excellent suggestion. Huh. Well, where would a man who needs money go? Hmm. Please, Mr. Lionel, I'm in trouble. How ironic. This morning, I was a warped, frustrated old man. What am I now? You're still a warped, frustrated old man, sir, but I desperately need your help. Fat chance, Barkley. I told you my feelings about the future of the church. Why would I want to save it now? Because deep inside of you, there's this man just like me who... <laughs> a warped, frustrated young man? Yes. And you see the potential in this first church of Pokenberry Falls. You know the ministry it could have with just a little more time and oh, care... Oh, come off it, George. You know I don't believe that for a minute. Besides, why would I hand over any money when you'd probably just lose it again? <sighs> Look at you. Crawling in here clutching a broken bike pedal like a good luck charm? Why don't you go to the rabble you believe in so much and ask them for help? You know they don't have that kind of money. Only you can help me. That's right, George, that's right. And I won't help you. It's time to put this thing out of our misery, right? Be honest. You've hated working at this church almost as much as I've hated keeping it going. Let's call it a day, shall we, son? Let it die. 
You'll find another church. A man of your skills is bound to be hired as a custodian or a part-time youth minister somewhere. You know, meanwhile, I'll just direct the elders to bulldoze the place. The church is worth more dead than alive, you know. <laughs> the property is quite valuable. Meanwhile, son, you, you go home and enjoy Christmas with your family. What? I said, go home. It's over, George. You failed. It's time to face up to the truth, son. Well, Lord, I... I'm at the end of my rope. I thought you called me to be a pastor here, but it's been nothing but an uphill climb every step of the way. Maybe Mr. Lionel's right. I failed at whatever it was you wanted me to do. Not only at the church, but with my family and my friends. It's time to face up to it. I failed at everything. I'm sorry, God. Just help me. Uh, sorry, buddy. I'm closing up for the night. This, uh... This should only take a minute. I'd like to get a new pedal for my son's bike, so he'll have it for Christmas. Hmm. What kind of pedal? It's, uh, it's this one. Hmm, I see. Oh, tell you what. Even though it's Christmas Eve tomorrow, I'm gonna be open part of the day. Leave it with me, and I'll see what I can do. Thank you. What is your name and phone number? Uh, George Barkley. Hmm, George Bar... Wait a minute. Your son is Stuart, right? Right. Get out! What? My son Tommy took time out of his busy day to try to teach your son to ride his bike. And what did we get? Abuse on the phone from you about it. What kind of pastor are you? You, you talk to my wife like that. She cried for an hour. Look, I'm terribly Forget sorry. Forget it. Don't say a word. Just take your bike pedal and get out of my shop. But, sir, I... Get I, out! Or do I have to slip you a bicycle chain as a convincer? I'm going. I, I'm going. Mr. Whitaker? Uh, hi, Eugene. Oh, have you seen him? Not at all. Uh, Evidently, you haven't either. No, no. I just wonder where he could have gone. Well, we have, by process of elimination, checked all of the places that Mary Barkley thought he would go. Yeah. Well, let's think of the places we would never suspect that he would go. Where do you suggest? The snowfall's increasing and it's getting quite uh, cold. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if you were George Barkley and in dire straits, where would you go? Well, maybe we better stop thinking about George Barkley as we know him hmm? and just think of a desperate man who may feel as if he's reached rock bottom. Hmm. In that case, I would be inclined to go to that bridge over there, approach the rail, huh? and think about throwing myself into that icy, rushing river, huh. just as it appears that man is doing even while we speak. What? What? Did you say that man? Yes, there in the bridge. That's no man. That's George Barkley. Oh, no. We have to stop him. Mr. Barkley, wait. Stop. What in the world? Wait. Stop. Who, who is that? Eugene? No, no, don't do it. Think of your family, your friends. Eugene. George. Wit? Good grief. What is going on? Wait. Stop. Eugene, slow down. Don't the bridge do is icy. Eugene, slow down. We can talk in a... Eugene! Oh. 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 
Well, there's a cliffhanger for you to end the story today. And uh, assurances, we're going to be coming back next time to hear the rest of It's a Pokenberry Christmas. You know, what I appreciate about these dramas is that they are so, first of all, cleverly written, but they're in story form. Jesus always told parables because he knows that stories stick. Mm -hmm. And so here we are talking about uh, the Christmas story, but with the characters that everyone has fallen in love with, the Connies, the Eugene, the Wits, so they can relate to those, but they have such relevant situations and but such biblical principles involved in them. I wonder how many kids have heard it's a Pokenberry. Christmas, and then they actually see the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, and they think, wait a minute, something's wrong. It's not, this isn't what it's supposed to be. No, it is supposed to be Eugene. (laughs) (laughs) It's an adventure in Odyssey. It must have come first. So sure, that's the way they experienced it. So it must be Eugene first, not Jimmy Stewart. Well, Lisa, what do you think about uh, stories at this time of year? Well, I think it's, I mean, I just think of Christmas as this time when there's almost this forced or expected pause for people to stop and be willing to tell stories. And I think of even going back um, to some of the the oldsters in my home church and remembering them telling the stories of when they were small, sitting by the Christmas tree in church that actually had candles on it. Mm. And a few of the boys were tasked with having buckets of water in case the tree went up (laughs) in flames. And I'm like, did you live like in Little House in the Prairie? Like what? You know, I mean, it just seemed like so ancient. But people love to go back with nostalgia to reminisce Mm -hmm. on what they assume assume were better days and it to get people talking is a great way to learn about their Mm -hmm. lives i appreciate that and um, as for you if you're looking for something good to give as a present or something good to help put you into the holiday spirit we've got a lot of great resources here at focus on the family one of those is our free advent calendar preparing the way for jesus you can download it and have it right away uh, and we've got details about it at focusonthefamily.com slash Christmas stories. And then we've heard part of a terrific presentation from our Adventures in Odyssey team. And I'd love to tell you more about the Adventures in Odyssey Club, which is a perfect gift for your son or daughter. When you join up and become a member, you'll get access to more than 800 Odyssey episodes and a whole lot more. You can listen on demand anytime. The link for the club and our advent calendar and to purchase the Odyssey volume that includes the Pokenberry Christmas drama we heard today is in the show notes. We'll hear the conclusion of that drama next time. For now, on behalf of Diane, Lisa, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Christmas Stories Podcast. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains. 